0: the phrase, life is a journey, not a destination, but what does that really mean? Hi, everybody, welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and today I'd like to introduce you to Steven Scoggins. He is an inspirational guy. We're going to have such a great time on this podcast. He's the author of The Journey Principles, Seven Simple Principles for a Life Journey That Matters. And He's also the founder of the Journey Principles Institute. He lives in North Carolina. He's a successful entrepreneur and business owner, and his mission is to teach us all that we can take our adversities and turn them into tools for a happier, healthier, and wealthier life. Welcome, Stephen, to the podcast. Thank you so much for talking to us today.
1: Hey, Connie. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Oh my gosh, you're such an inspiring guy. I was looking at your website (laughs) and and your book, and um, I want to know. Let's just start here. What happens when we see life as a journey? How does that change things? And instead of, I don't know how we how we normally look at it. I guess as a destination. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know it's interesting. If if you know, just imagine in your mind for just a moment. You're there's a box. And that box has four walls and it's, you know, and the, and the walls are kind of dark and, you know, and you're inside of that box, you know, your whole life is kind of wrapped up inside the contents of that box. The problem is, is your perception is only the four walls that are surrounding you mm-hmm. and you get stuck and you don't realize the entire time that the journey is actually on the outside of that box. So what happens is, is you, when you learn to climb out of that box or push the walls down, you can actually see the roads to the north, the east, the west, and the south. You can actually see. You know, there's those things in your life that, you know, maybe um, you maybe you feel a little guilty about, a little shameful about uh, things that uh, maybe have held you back in the past. You know, I think those things in general um, are actually what really are the trash of the life. You know, but even building my first business, Custom Home Exteriors, I built the scaffolding we needed to launch that business out of the trash. You see, your obstacle in and of itself is actually your best catapult towards the future. But only if you look at your life as a journey. Mm. The journey in and of itself is part of just realizing the awareness you have from within yourself and the areas around yourself in in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, the journey is more about just getting, changing your perception, changing your awareness, you know, changing your belief system, you know, knowing that you've been influenced all your life by, by parents, by coworkers, by friends, and knowing that those, maybe those influences aren't, uh, you know, aren't, you know, which, what, you know, really in your best interest. Yeah. And you really have to take a self-awareness approach at your life. You see the journey, you see the mission, you see where you're going, you know, live your life on a passion, live your life on a mission. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer. Everyone's calling is actually hidden in their passions.
0: Mm, their I, passions me too.
1: Kind of re- reoccur me too. over and over again throughout life. We don't, and we don't really realize it at first. And, you know they're they're honestly hidden in the positive things that we think about and we can't shake.
0: I agree. I'm on that same page. And all that stuff is really great. And I agree with everything you're saying. But let's get a little more specific sure. and talk about your particular journey and how you came to this this awareness for yourself.
1: Yeah. You know. Sure. Sure. It's um. You know. At the lowest point in life, I found myself literally sitting on an overpass, and Ronald Colina called. Uh. It's the highway is actually 440 here. And we have an intersecting highway that's called Capitol Boulevard. Number one, it takes you towards uh, Virginia and towards uh, the the outskirts of uh, like central North Carolina. And, I, you know, it's funny because that morning I didn't wake up thinking that I would find myself on an overpass considering taking mm-hmm. my own life. I actually was setting myself up to, you know, to, to potentially go to boot camp, I potentially go out and, uh, you know, try to make something of myself. And, you know, for whatever reason, uh, and we talk about it a lot in the book, but there's I wasn't able to go on that trip, but it was like another constant reminder of everything that I would actually failed at. You know, everything that I hadn't succeeded at in that time. And I actually had a, a what I call a divine connection. I had a friend of mine. Her name's Susan Batts. Uh, we actually founded a nonprofit after her uh, called Mama Wama Love, um, which is actually an organization that strengthens the bonds between mothers and daughters.
0: Mama, what is it? Mama Mama Wama Love. Mama Wama oh, right, Love. Right, right, right love it
1: really well soon. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. You
1: know, but that's, that's about the bond, you know, the bond between a mother and a daughter. But, you know, Susan in and of herself was a mentor and encourager and inspire. And, you know, and she didn't have millions of dollars. But what she had was life experience. And she would always tell me, you know, I understand what you think you're worth, but you're worth far more than that. So it was interesting. I, you know, I'm sitting on the bridge and, you know, I'm just trying to call the people I want to, you know, that I want to, you know, tell I love and I'm going to miss. And, you know, I try the first four or five phone calls and no answer. You know, I tried my mother, my father, my grandfather—all these people that you know, at least at that time in my life, were very important. And lo and behold, Susan answers the phone, mm. and she says, "She says, you know, hey Stephen." And you know, she actually she called me Wuga, which is how we got in the name Mama Wama. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she 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 said hello, and she could just tell I was distraught. I mean, I was tearful. I I, I couldn't barely speak, and I was just like, you know what? I just wanted I just want to tell you uh, I love you and I miss you. You know, i I'm, I'm just I'm just telling you. You know, she's like, well. She knew something was up. She knew me well enough to know she, and she spent, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour trying to convince me to tell her where I was at. Where are you at? Uh, don't worry about it. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna tell you, I love you. And, we, and that conversation went round and around and around. And then she actually brought something back that actually happened in my, um, in my past, um, when I was actually dating her daughter in high school, <laughs> ironically, and it's an old Les Brown quote and she added something to it. And she said, this too shall pass, but what comes next will be greater?
0: Oh, that gives me the chills. <laughs> As, it's because like, it's truth. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, it's, 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 it's truth because it comes directly out of her voice. Mm. You know, I can hear her voice every time I say it, every time I speak it, when I'm talking to a crowd of people or, you know, when I'm sharing one-on-one in a coaching session, I always hear her voice and I always hear her voice because of her positive influence. You see, Susan grew up in a, in, in, in somewhat of a dysfunctional, you know, household, dysfunctional relationship and all these kinds of things that, that kind of, you know, kind of were triggers for her. And because of that, she was able to empower me using her own journey to inspire me, encourage me and direct me on mine. You know, the only reason I made it off that bridge that night was because Susan said that. And then she made me promise that I would call her at 9am the next morning. Mm -hmm. And she knew if she could get me to do that, that I would actually call her. So that Baron, by all intents and purposes, she knew that I would have to leave that bridge.
0: So that got you down off the bridge.
1: He got me down off the bridge, and for the, about the next week and a half after that, I I did call her just like I promised, and each day she would speak life into my life, and she was the only one around me at that time that was doing that. You see, the vast majority of my family had no idea I was sleeping in cars and on couches,
0: mm.
1: because I was too guilty and too ashamed of it. Because I was supposed to be the golden child to speak, so to speak. I'd you know i went through high school and unfortunately had to drop out and take care of my dad and, and my brother. But you know, even from that point, I actually had a business that I started, uh, you know, shortly thereafter that did really well for the first year, you know, so I got lots of praise and lots of adoration that, Hey, you're doing awesome. And, you know, and basically start tying your self-esteem to your accomplishments rather than your actual true value. And that, that's where I found myself. And as soon as that, uh, that success was gone because of bad choices of my own, my arrogance and my pride, as soon as that was gone, so was my self-esteem.
0: Well, so many of us have found ourselves on that metaphorical overpass. <laughs> How did you get from there to here, where you you have this successful business, you have this book, and you have this ministry, really, that that is empowering other people to find their own passions and their joy and their happiness?
1: Well, it's, I think it goes very back to you know to Susan, for example, who's one of the who's one of the two core mentors in my life. Another man named Steve Myrick um was the original business guy for me he kind of showed me a lot about business when i was growing up as a, as a teenager but both of them both did one thing and they had one thing in common they both poured into me without asking for anything in return and because of that i always respected their opinions i always allowed them to speak into my life and i always allowed them to tell me you know what was most important you know, in growing, and growing a business and growing as a person and growing all kinds of stuff. It was their heart, their concern, their joy. It was all that stuff wrapped up into one. And then once I started to develop a little bit, Steve Myrick actually gave me a second chance. So what I didn't tell you before is that first build, business, Steve Myrick bought me everything. He gave me every single thing I needed to succeed, everything. And mm. I did it for a year. I got cocky. I got arrogant. And I literally walked away from that opportunity.
0: Mm. So you, you found yourself in a position of failure, essentially, but you turned it around. So talk <laughs> a little bit about how failure in our lives can be turned into success.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the secret to failure is actually creating the, a new awareness of oneself. So failure in and of itself is only true failure, obviously, when you don't get back up. I mean, we've all heard that slogan before, that quote before, but it's absolutely true. It's absolute truth. You know, failure for me... Ended up being the greatest building blocks I've ever had to actually build something off of it. So with every character flaw, with everything that came with that, came a new level of responsibility and accountability. And with each new level of accountability, character, and responsibility, I began to grow as a person. It's uh, if it wasn't for Susan and Steve and some others like them, I would not be as passionate as I am about personal growth. As a whole, you see, the perception in our mind really, truly, really, truly controls the outcomes of our life. It controls our belief system, our belief in our potential. It controls the results we get, the actions we take, the choices we make. It controls all of that, you know. And without people properly pouring into you in such a way that can you know, that breed life into you, it makes it very difficult to pour into yourself and into others. You know, hurt people hurt people. There's you know that 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 that's been out there. So I, I got to thinking one afternoon when I was riding on a treadmill, which is ironically I wrote most of the Journey Principles on an elliptical and a treadmill. Um, Thank God for editors. <laughs> I'm sure there was spelling mistakes everywhere, but you know, I when I was doing that, I realized that if hurt people hurt people, then the converse is true. You know, heal people, heal people. Mm. So by focusing on our personal healing, our personal growth, and our personal self-esteem as we are actually seen by God's eyes and not just by our own or by some friend or some family member, we actually grow into a greater understanding of, of ourselves and develop a, a certain number, a certain greater self-awareness, you know, and that self-awareness turns into confidence. That confidence turns into better actions, beliefs, potential. So step by step, just by focusing on growth first, I began to knock goals down by accident. Mm. You know, I I started a business literally from the time that I was on the bridge to the time I started the business was was not much more than a month.
0: Really? Wow. That's a quick turnaround.
1: (laughs) You know, it is. But, you know, but think about it. I was hungry. Yes. I'd finally removed my pride I'd finally humbled myself I'd finally gotten rid of a certain amount of arrogance I'd finally you know gotten rid of things that uh myself uh what do you call it I can do all things by myself yeah that's
0: that's the ego
1: that's the yep. ego I yep. like
0: I like the uh acronym for for ego it's edging God out
1: and <laughs> oh, it is so true yeah really' oh, it's true. so true I had to and, and that's that's but that's why I love that bridge so much mm. You know, from the from the time the bridge happened to the time I started CHE, the flagship business, which is now, a, you know, it's a $36 business across three states. We have about 400 team members. And I realized early on that my responsibility was to build the people. And the people would build the business. It's a, it's Zig Ziglar said it best when he said that. So if you build the, if you build the people, the people will build the business. That's
0: so true. So true. Well, it seems like your book, The Journey Principles, has a lot of great lessons. I guess you have 10 lessons because that's the title. But, (laughs) but some of the lessons I've already learned from you, you learned, you learned on that bridge. Everything is impermanent. And we need right. to realize that uh, you found your humility, and you learn to trust in human connection and sort of that fosters a little bit of faith. Can you talk about some of the takeaways from the journey principles that people will get when they read your book?
1: Well, it's, you know, so far, it's been interesting, because everybody takes something different away.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, it really is. Uh, you know, I, I, when, it's funny, because uh, I'll tell you and your audience, I've kind of kept it a secret to a certain extent, but I actually rewrote that big, book six times before we released it.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and the reason is because even
1: when I wrote the book, it started off being about me and my personal journey. And I realized in order for it to be impactful for someone else, it had to be about their journey. So I spent a lot of time taking myself out of it and just putting in the things that I learned through the course of a journey, you know, and, you you know, overcoming, you know, overcoming failure. Obstacles are life's tools. You know, the tool is like, it shows where we need to encourage, focus, and growth. I mean, it's just, the secret to using an obstacle to launch you is the question you ask of the obstacle. You know, if that obstacle, for the, for instance, is there, are you asking yourself, why me? Or are you asking yourself, what can I learn from this to make me better for my future?
0: Mm-hmm. You see,
1: obstacles, they either own you or you own them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, for the journey principles in and of itself, the book is designed to speak to the reader. So if a reader's dealing with guilt and shame, that reader will guilt guilt and shame. If a reader's dealing with pride uh, you know, pride and arrogance, it's gonna it's gonna talk to that person. Mm-hmm. If, a, if the if the person is dealing with toxic relationships and trying to figure out how to balance being a giver or a taker, it'll talk to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess I guess as we are all standing on that that overpass that bridge and we're open to receive that information, we get what we need. So that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Because every everybody's overpass is different. <laughs> yeah. now, some somebody's having a hard time right now, recovering from a divorce. Mm. You know, sometimes somebody's having a hard time. You know, the, our latest, our latest person that uh, we we call them the Journey Principles Nation or JP Nation, and it's essentially we're you know it's thirty some thousand people on Facebook that have decided to heal themselves and then go out and heal other people's or people's. Excuse me, people's. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> peoples. people's. That's okay. Yeah, people's. I know, like it. You know, they're people that have made that choice, and you know, the most recent story. Was, was someone who reached out to us and the cool thing was is they were struggling a hard time with her, with their self-esteem and apparently you know told us later on that they were struggling with their with their own self-worth and thought about taking their own life mm. not only did they learn and grow from some of the information that was inside the book but they also were able to help somebody else just a few short months later after the fact
0: mm. and that is that is a final phase in in people's healing is being able to reach out and help others so I love that you incorporate that. What do you think is the the number one reason why a lot of people don't find that peace, that happiness, that success that we all have out there, kind of just waiting for us to claim? Is there one well, thing that stands in our way?
1: Yes, we've already touched on it a little bit. Okay, I believe it's called ego. Oh, <laughs> and
0: yeah. Got yeah. out. You
1: know, the biggest hindrance I see, as you know, as I travel the country, is the pride of the spirit. You know, we we even have a chapter on how to, how to cultivate a healthy pride, uh, you know, on the fruit of life, but eliminate the pride of knowing it all, so to speak, mm-hmm. or the perception that we have it all under control, that we don't need anyone's knowledge or help contributions. So, you know, uh, we need to be mindful of our influence. However, we don't, you know, we do not need to recess into our own isolation away from the knowledge that could indeed set us free in a given area.
0: That's a tough one, though, Stephen. How How do we get in touch first of all we have to be in touch with the pride that we have and own it and mm-hmm. then Absolutely. yeah and then we have to work on dissipating it how what are, what are some ideas for that
1: you know i when i was going through my, my my toughest point with the uh you know with with the bridge and with the litter box and the litter box the, the litter box in and of itself is an interesting story that you guys can read about um but that's actually my, my humbling phase uh i will tell you that i had a one-on-one uh, conversation with God at the top of my lungs, you know, trying to swing at my best, saying, hey, you know, prove to me you're real, prove to me you're, you're part of my life, prove to me, prove to me, prove to me. And the funny thing was the harder I swung my verbal assaults, the harder I swung my arms, everything that I put into that, it was interesting because in that moment, all I kept getting was, is that all you got, kid? Is that all you got? <laughs> so I was so tired, I had no choice but to collapse in his arms.
0: Ooh. That's great. Is that all you got? Is that all you got? Bring it yeah, on. And I mean, think about it. You <laughs> yeah. know, the
1: most prideful people I know were people like myself, who literally were in a large, in a large way self-taught or self-made to a certain extent, meaning their adversities their obstacles of life had taught them to only rely on themselves. Sure. So because of that, because of that influence, because of that awareness... They are not typically open, including people like myself at that time. We're not open to training and leadership and mentorship, not realizing it's the pool of influences that I was in, which is why I was doing things on my own versus I needed a different pool of influence.
0: Mm.
1: You know, Tony Robbins calls it modeling, you know, find someone who's similar to what you, you know, similar to what you need and and want out of life that maybe shares a a similar passion archetype and, and try to model yourselves after them. You know, for me, pride, pride is a daily struggle, you know, because you want to be good at whatever you do. You want to be the best. You want to be, you know, known for some of your um, for some of your uh, accolades to a certain extent to benefit the lives of others. But what you don't want to do is be so prideful and so arrogant that you cannot receive the blessings, constructive criticism, the influence, the positive Encouragement towards life change and life growth. So the quickest way I've seen towards eliminating pride and, and, and staying along the lines of humility is to actually focus daily. And I do mean daily on constant growth. You know, if you looked at my calendar, first thing in the morning, you're going to see at 6 a.m. I'm, I'm, I'm up and I'm doing a devotional. I'm doing a devotional, on my, my mind, my body and my soul. And then I hit the gym and then I write while I'm typically while I'm at the gym you got to condition your body condition your mind to be willing to accept the wisdom that is out there you know from other people's standpoints so for me pride the biggest way to combat pride is to actually focus on growth intentionally
0: yeah it's really about having a healthy balance of mm-hmm. of self love but also being open to well the love of others god's <laughs> love all of that That's right. yeah yeah, so you, so you talk about having these conversations with God. Maybe you can share a little bit about the importance to you of opening to God with prayer or meditation. Um, yeah, what, do you, what is the value of that in finding happiness? And I mean, I know the answer, but. <laughs>
1: what is the value of that? Well, I can tell you that nothing else has value without it. Mm. And the reason it does is because prayer is essential to, to building our resolve see, I believe God knows that if we will speak it, we hear it. And if we hear it, we act on it. So God's still voice can counsel us during the time that we need it in most moments of adversity. At the same time, in that moment, we can connect with the divine, but actually trying to connect with our, even with our internal spirit, if you will. You see, because we're asking, we're, we're petitioning verbally, outside, spoken, spoken, spoken. And our, and our ears are hearing it. Therefore, it creates images in our mind. Which, and those images in our mind also connect us to our, our internal soul. And what happens is we start getting the quiet, still answers we've been looking for.
0: Oh, I love when somebody breaks it down like that. <laughs> it just helps <laughs> me to understand. I know we're supposed to have faith and all of that, but I love it when it's broken down. So thank you for that. That's that's yeah. really awesome. <laughs> so And we don't talk about prayer and um, sort of spirituality in terms of business, but you obviously have incorporated it into your... Your big vision for your business. So, can you talk about how you how you have done that, and and well, wha- how it wo- how it ha- works to achieve success?
1: Well, one of the things that, one of the things I've I figured out a long time ago, when it comes to business specifically, um, especially when you're when you're when you personally are walking with God, and maybe your team's not, maybe that maybe that's just not their belief system. I've learned that, and more importantly than anything else, it's for it's important for you to be consistent. You be you. You know, so if your heart is led, you know, we open up every every production meeting with with a brief moment of prayer. Um, no one's offended because we, we tell them in advance, hey, you know, if, if this is not your personal belief, it's it's, it's OK. We're going to take a moment and and give thanks because we're thankful. You know, um, it's it's a tricky issue in the grand scheme of things. But, you know, when people know your heart because you've been consistently walking a specific way, they don't really question it. They don't, you know, I've got, i I actually have a couple of, uh, some folks that are, they're, uh, agnostic and atheist, uh, actually in my business and in a couple of, the, well, you know, in a couple of businesses and they're great people, but they, you know, in my, and from my perspective, they don't know what they don't know. And from their perspective, I don't know what I don't know, you know? So what we do is we look for bridges, places to build bridges because eventually they're going to have to, they're going to have to reconcile that, that, that divinity nature within themselves at some point in time. It's my job to plant seeds. Mm. It's not my job to say, you have to do it now. You have to become this now, this kind of thing. And I think when, when you do it and you, and you just walk it, people respect it. They see you actually fulfilling the fruit of the calling in and of itself. Therefore, they don't question it. So, And they'll actually adopt the same principles without even knowing you're adopting the principles because they see you walking it. They're trying to emulate what it is in life that they want through you. So it becomes imperative that we just stay consistent. Consistency is key in trying to share your faith in a business in a marriage, and and you know, in school endeavors, and your your normal day to day relationships at the gym, just be consistent. If you're a follower of Christ, if you're a follower of God, then act like it.
0: Yeah, just have that conviction and and own it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then
1: watch. Let, let 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 God be God. Get out of His way.
0: How do you suggest that we we find? You, you mentioned earlier that. Um, we get clues to our purpose along mm-hmm. the way, and I, I kind of feel like that too. It's like little breadcrumbs are dropped, <laughs> and and I often look back and go, "Oh, that's what that was." And right. um, can you give us some suggestions for being uh, open to receiving those breadcrumbs as they come along?
1: I can tell you, it's, it's going to sound too. It's going to sound too simple for me to share. Are you ready? hmm I mean, it's it's really simple. You sure you're ready?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. I'm (laughs) Uh, ready.
1: You know, pregnant pause. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so the easiest way is to actually intentionally make time for yourself. Grab a notepad, grab a pen, go to a quiet place, and sit down and ask yourself questions.
0: Oh, like what kind of questions?
1: Who are you calling me to be? Not what, but who. What says occupation? Who says internal? Mm. Who are you calling me to be? How can I take steps towards being that each and every day? What is in my heart, in my soul that I have not realized that I have not brought to fruition yet, that you want to be brought to fruition? You see, when I when I get when I get to my deathbed, I don't want there to be anything wasted. Mm. I want to be burnout. Like I want I want to have accomplished and and been and done everything that the spirit has asked me to do since I've been on this this place. the other thing is another, another really key question that we ask, we do some kind of life assessment inside the journey principles Institute. So we can get to know people even better is if money was no object, your environment was no object. In other words, if all things were equal, what are the top five things you would do with your life? Then take those top five things and see if you can connect the dots. See if, you know, for me, I wrote down inspire others encourage change, teach mentorship, all of which reported into me, which is where I became, which is where I found the love for it. And then I realized that apparently if I, if I connected the dots, you know, if I work really hard on serving other people, that I could one day inspire, encourage and teach and mentor others. And I found my passion, my purpose inside of that. See, every journey has a principle and every principle has a promise. And that promise always leads us towards our passion, but you got to be willing to take the first step on the journey and you do that by actually just sitting, sitting alone, a notepad in hand and asking yourself questions. What am I meant for? Where do I influence? Where did I come from? Mm. What are my positive things that I remember about my childhood? What are the negative things I remember about my childhood? You know, we, we talk about a little bit about generational uh, bondage a little bit in the book. You know, my mother, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, my grandmother, was a poor mother to my mother however was a fantastic mother to me so what happens is is my mother is 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 pre-programmed with anxiety depression and some some insecurities of her own because she was never able to bond with her mother which is why i'm so passionate about the the bond between a mother and a daughter Mm -hmm. now because of that transition that affected my mother however my that very same grandmother her mother was now my greatest mother so it's no wonder that my mother wasn't was unsure of how to be a great mother, therefore decided to take a, took a brief stint away from the family for a while, leading to me to be largely raised by my grandmother. Mm. It's because she wasn't taught how to be a good mother, whereas my grandmother saw it as a do-over. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a chance to make this right. I have a chance to, I know I messed up this first time, you know? So you start looking at these little trigger, these turning points in life, right down the the most impactful things you've ever been through that literally made you—you're going on a straight line—and that decision, that turning point, that thing that happened, that that person that happened, made you turn right or left. Identify it.
0: Yeah, and- the, those things are really powerful. If you can just take a look at them and without judgment, jot them down and mm-hmm. and create an awareness for yourself about those things, and it, it can really change your life. I I agree. That's that's really. That's a powerful, um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm,
1: and I'm honestly just sharing stuff that I've physically done to get myself, uh, to this level of healing. And, and I'm a human being, which means I'm never even finished with it. But if you know, each time you reach a new level, of personal healing and awareness and growth, you can now share it with somebody else who's, who's not quite, who's not been on that part of the journey.
0: Right. You, see, right.
1: you can't lead unless that, unless that road's been plowed. So go plow the road. You're exactly. Enough, you're beautiful. You're wonderfully made. Go do it.
0: Yeah. I have a question for you in business and in life. How do you balance? How can we balance goal setting with being sort of open to open and surrendering? I really feel like I am pretty much surrendered to what God is open. Mm I mean, for the most part, I'm, you know, it's a daily thing, but, but how do you balance like setting goals for yourself with being open to receive the abundance that's out there for us?
1: Um, I don't, <laughs> Okay. I don't set goals anymore. Uh, you know, I had a, uh, John Maxwell, a friend of mine, uh, we were down in Orlando at an event, uh, back in, I think it was October, no, February, back in a back, back recently. And he gave me a, you know, I spent a lot of time using Zig Ziglar's will of, uh, uh, wheel of life to set goals. And, you know, and when I was going through my hardest part in life, I would, I would pin pictures to my mirror and set goals that way and stuff like that to kind of keep my goals in front of me. And I used to think that that was the way and I used to teach that. You know, but then he said, John Maxwell, the, the brilliant man that he is, that guy is incredible. He just oozes wisdom. He's, he's ridiculous. Huh. Um, I'm jealous. But I, I, ho- I hope to, in- to hope to be at his level one day. He's definitely an anointed man. But anyway, he said something interesting from the stage and literally it just it fell on my heart and, and literally caught me on fire. He said, focus on growth and you'll knock your goals down by accident. Focus on growth. So instead of goal setting in those areas, I focused on growth in those areas. And sure enough, I started knocking stuff down by accident. Hmm. So rather than, rather than goal set, growth set.
0: Growth set. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit because just because I'm not quite there yet. So <laughs> I have always been told to set goals, but I, I sort of struggle with this because I, I don't want to be so... Attached to my goals that I miss something that might be important for me. So for example last Week, I ran a 10k and I said, okay, I want to run this 10k in 65 minutes and 66 minutes That's
1: awesome.
0: <laughs> well, because I was doing 11 minute miles, which is nothing impressive But I just wanted to and so I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna do And I even told my brother who I was running with I'm gonna do it and I came in a few minutes prior so nice. So, if I were focusing on growth, what? how would that be different?
1: Well, the goal that you, you set, you set your pattern based on the goal you wanted to achieve. Okay. Instead of setting the pattern on the goal you want to achieve, you set your pattern on the things that need to happen in your life to achieve the goal. Oh,
0: so I need to get out and run more and push myself a little exactly. harder. Exactly. So, really, gotcha. you know,
1: you, you, people, when you tell you about um, you know, goal setting, they'll, they'll tell you to, you know, to, to, to pick a goal, make it measurable, give a time limit, right. you know, uh, you know, give, give your goal, your metrics of the goal. Okay. So growth says focus on the metric almost more so than the goal in and of itself. I like that. I do so like you, that. You focus, you focus on the little bits because growth, it, growth happens every day, every minute, every hour, every month, every year, goals happen only once they're achieved.
0: Hmm.
1: So if you focus on the little steps, the small steps to get there, you'll actually get there quicker because you're focused on the metric and not the goal. Okay. I like that. You you take your goal and you work and you really work backwards and then you focus on the growth area. So for me, um, I actually want to bulk up about 10 pounds in in muscle mass just because I'm traveling more and I'm going to have less time to work out. You know, cause I'm, I'm used to lifting more so than not. So I have to, I have to figure out, okay, well, if I book up in mass, that means I'm going to lose so many pounds, of, you know, as I'm traveling, because I'll only be able to do cardio and things of that nature while I'm working out. You know, so I, I had to, ch- I had to, I had to focus on growing my mind, my mental, my mental fortitude towards eating differently, changing, changing the way in which I processed information about, um, you know, things coming in from the trainer, you know, not being as prideful as resilient. So it calls it, it calls me to come up with another level of identifying certain prideful areas, you know, uh, in my marriage, you know, it's diff, you know, we talked about the balance, the balance piece until, until I had this, I'm 39 years old. It took me 36 years to even worry about the balance. Hmm. It took me another two years to try to figure out what, what that looked like, you know? So the balance, the balance in life is created by the boundaries that you set. And the boundaries that you set are based on the growth parameters that you put around the boundaries
0: okay, i I really like that because it seems like it has a little more substance than just setting a goal and yeah, it <laughs> it creates a little bit more of a a meaningful uh, journey. it's part of the journey. That's as, right. yes, there I we go. It's a new step. <laughs> there we go. It's a part of the journey. so um do, do you have any last words or or pieces of advice you'd like to leave the happy, healthy you listeners before we give your information?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, the biggest thing is obviously I, I want to help people. You know, um, I've, I've, I've been blessed uh, in the business world and, you know, I want to help people. The journey principles can help people do that. You know, I, I walk through a great deal of personal pain and hurt to fully understand the information offered in the book. Um, you know, I did not know it and in, in it, I did not know it at that time. But that walk was actually preparing me to actually do something else to help people. You know, I thought at that time I was really struggling. You know, the testimonies we were getting are both exciting and humbling. You know, uh, it's just, it's, it's cool there. So the biggest thing is focus on growth. You know, if, if I had to give one takeaway, please focus on growth. Just growth, 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 growth. Growth will give you confidence. Growth will give you perseverance. Growth will give you character. Growth will give you integrity. But you got to sit down with that notepad. You got to look down and you got to ask yourself the questions. You got to ask yourself honest questions and be okay with honest answers. Don't sugarcoat them.
0: Mm, that's if your if
1: your character is weak, say my character is weak, I want it to change, and then yeah. don't give up until it does.
0: Mm, that's huge, and trust the journey.
1: A- absolutely, trust because the journey. You have a purpose, right? Everything you're walking through, every single thing you're walking through, has a purpose to empower your life and the lives of other people. Every single time, don't give up.
0: I love it. Thank you so much. Can you give us your contact information, your Twitter, your Facebook, your <laughs> where we can find your book and everything? Because I know a lot of people are going to want to reach out and, and get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny as uh, <laughs> the, social media has created a nightmare of trying to keep up with all the different ways of contact. So uh, that, I know. <laughs> totally. Uh, a couple key ways. We're, we're rebuilding some websites. Uh, stephenscoggins.com with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Scoggins, S-C-O-G-G-I-N-S dot is live and up and running, but we are redeveloping a brand new website with more resources. Um, but you can go there. Uh, it can send you a link to pick up the book if you're interested in the book. Um, it can also get uh, get you in touch with me if, you know, if you if you, for some reason you would like me to come out and share in your personal business or something like that. Um, we have this, we have what we call the JP Nation we talked about earlier. Um, that's at Stephen Scoggins on Facebook, on the public page. We have about, uh, at last week, like about 31,600 people there. Um, which is only taking about three and a half months, which I just, I'm blown away by that. Those people are just awesome. That's very Awesome people. Uh, they can reach me on Twitter, uh, W underscore Scoggins, S C O G S C O G G I N S -S 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 Instagram, Steven underscore Scoggins, YouTube, the journey principles, which we're going to whole new set of stuff. We're going to put up there for free.
0: Awesome. 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 And the book of course is available on Amazon.
1: Oh, uh, the, the yeah. Well, the book is available in lots of places. Uh, pretty much, if, it, if it's an online bookstore, uh, it's available there. We are in negotiations with other bookstores to actually get it on the shelves because uh, they're noticing the traction that people are that people are putting forth. It's it's on them, which is awesome. So awesome. Barnes oh, oh, well, Noble, Kindle, all, all that. Yeah, it has. all the regular <laughs> places.
0: Well, thank you so much, Stephen. This has been so enlightening, and I'm so inspired by you. And I I hope you continue to have a happy, healthy journey and. And we will too. Now, with well, your thank you so much input. for having me.
1: I really appreciate it, and I just hope I was able to offer some kind of value to your audience today. And you know, just let just let them know that they mean the world to us. So,
0: oh, thank you so much. All right, you go out and have a great day.
1: All right, you too. Talk <laughs> to right. you.
0: It's Connie Bowman, host of the weekly podcast, Happy Healthy You, where we talk about living lives that are whole in mind, body, and spirit. Our new sponsor for the podcast is Red Revive. And I have to tell you, I'm enjoying the results I'm getting after adding just a couple of tablespoons to my green smoothie in the morning. I've even gotten my family to try it. For more about Red Revive and 30% off your order, go to our Happy Healthy You Facebook page and click on the Red Revive video at the top left.